Take a look behind the curtain with a real whistleblower and American patriot. Prepare to embrace the uncomfortable truth because this program has no time for comforting lies. Here is civil liberties enthusiast, Second Amendment defender, and recovering FBI agent, Kyle Serafin. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Kyle Serafin Show. Today is October. It is the 30th, the end of the month. Halloween is tomorrow, uh, but we've got plenty of ghosts and ghouls that are lurking the hallways of power in this country, destroying what we love, and the hard times are coming. Uh, many of you are familiar with the expression. You've heard it many times. I've heard it more times in the last three years than I've probably heard it in my entire life, that you end up with hard times that create hard men. Those hard men create good times. Good times create soft men, and soft men create hard times. We are there at soft men creating hard times. We're going to talk a little bit about some of those men, who they are. We're going to talk about some of the things that are the symptoms that we can see. And I'm going to try to give you some ideas about preparing yourself for it, because I think it's really important. Uh, this week is going to be an interesting one because we're going to be on the road again. So you're going to get a handful of fantastic interviews. We've got one with Roger Stone that I think is going to be illuminating to you. Um, I know about Roger Stone, but I didn't know all the uh, answers to the questions that I had for him. So you may learn a little bit about Roger Stone, a man who has been a fixture of the Republican political environment for a very long time and with some really interesting perspectives. We talked to an anti-feminist named Lily Kate, who is an absolute sweetheart and works with Turning Point USA as an ambassador and shares her perspective as a very young person. There is some hope out there on the horizon, folks. There are some young people that get it. They have a sense of what's wrong, and they have a sense of what was always right. We're going to talk about a little bit of that today as well. And uh, we got some mystery one. We'll throw a mystery one in there. I don't know what it's going to be. I've got a couple other little uh, cool interviews that we're going to have. We're going to try to start supporting some of these political candidates as well that are looking to primary the swampy Republicans. It's not just the Democrats that we have that are a problem in this country, people on the political left. We've got real issues with people on the conservative side. They are uppercase C, conservative trademark but they are not lowercase c conservative believing in conservative values. And we're going to see some of those people primaried. We're seeing it happen in the Texas 23rd with um, uh, Victor Avila, who was on our show. He's trying to primary Tony Gonzalez. We're seeing one happen uh, with a woman that we're going to be doing an interview with this week as well, who is uh, trying to run against John Rutherford, who is in Florida. Uh, we're going to be pushing back against some of these. And then Mark Haupt is actually going to be going after a former FBI agent who is running in the Pennsylvania first. Mark Hout was a veteran of our show or a alumni of our show. Rather, he was in the movie police state. If you saw his story and he is running specifically on the campaign that the FBI and the federal government is weaponized against us. So that's pretty good stuff. It's good because there are people that are starting to turn the tides. It's going to take some really hard men to be able to, uh, to push this. And there are men such as this in this country. I say men specifically, cause we're going to cover why that is as well. Women, we need your support as well. Some of you are going to be running for office. That's fine. Um, we need to support, support the hard men that are going to be stepping in the gap because I don't want to see women stepping in the gap of some of this stuff. we got some really ugly videos coming out of Russia right now that we're going to share with you uh, related to what's happening in Palestine and Israel. So uh, stay tuned. This is going to get weird. First, let's just say thanks to my buddies over at Catholic Vote. And uh, here they are right there. Catholic Vote, you can go to catholicvote.org. Catholicvote.org is America's top advocacy organization for faith, family, and freedom. Three things that we're going to want to hold on to tight if we're going to make this thing work. Faith, family, and freedom. And they all, uh, they go in that order. Faith, you have to believe that there is a reason that this is going to work out. Uh, family, that's the, that's the absolute 
people that you need in your circle and you need them backing you, but you need to support them and freedom. If we're going to be part of this, we're going to have to defend freedom and it doesn't come free. You're going to, have to put it on the line. We're going to talk about a little bit about that as well. Check out The Loop. It is the uh, the single best minute of news you will get in your email. It is definitely not spam. There are no advertisements in there. You're going to find out that uh, Pence dropped out of the presidential race. Uh, shocker. Mike Pence didn't have much of a shot, but there he was uh, grabbing some cash. They're going to talk about Israel and Palestine and what's going on in Gaza. Uh, you can hear about Andrew Cuomo, a couple of other things on there. Definitely check out today's Loop. Check out every day's loop by signing up at catholicvote.org. Just takes an email and a zip code. It's not a big deal, and you're going to find some really good information. I know you will value it. Everybody I've referred to it has appreciated it. So um, thanks to Catholic Vote for being our sponsor. Let's launch into this thing. So I would say this. Uh, the hard times are coming, but the hard times are here. What do we got going on? We've got a corrupt president. Some news coming out of uh, Chuck Grassley's office that we're going to run through. And it's not new. It's been going on for a long time. Apparently, the FBI has had up to, what do they say, 41 sources, 40 to 41 sources, whistleblowers are saying, into the Biden crime family. I haven't used that term here before. I think it's uh, it should be kind of used sparingly, but we're talking about a family organization that has no known business that is collecting millions of dollars from foreign entities and is running around the globe getting bags of cash and the Bureau knew about it. Now, you want to know what the deep state is, and you want to know how we know that there was no Trump's FBI. You had a DOJ that that protected the Bidens, that protected the Democrats, that did illegal investigations, lied on FISA applications in order to go after the sitting president of the United States. We can talk about the, the logistics of it, but essentially, once you get somebody in the orbit of a, of a powerful person, then you're going to be able to get information on that person as well by default. That's what an intelligence investigation is. None of these were criminal investigations. And I've said that repeatedly, both on other people's shows and on my own. It is worth noting that when you have an intelligence agency, their job is information. And information is not tied to outcomes. We actually had a fun little moment with that over the weekend. Uh, on Friday... We did the uh, the virtual premiere. Some of you saw it live. Some of you will see it later. Uh, you can find it at rumble.com slash police state if you want to see the movie Police State. Dan Bongino collaboration with Dinesh D'Souza. And the Police State movie apparently triggered a number of lunatic leftists to come after me on social media. They made some, uh, they never attack what my message is, by the way. You'll notice that, folks. This is really, really tied into what goes on all the time. They never attack the message. They never say that what Garrett O'Boyle said was false. They never say that what Steve Friend said was false. They never say that what Kyle Serafin said was false. What they say is, we don't like Kyle Serafin. We don't like Steve Friend. We don't like Garrett O'Boyle. We don't like Marcus Allen. We don't like uh, Ziegler. We don't like the guys that were coming from the IRS. They don't, they don't care about what the veracity of the statement is. They're not arguing based on facts. They're arguing based on political opinions that they've already established. And so when they come out and attack us, we had a leftist come out and attack us. And he claimed accurately, apparently, because I went and did some uh, did some homework on the guy. I don't like saying the word research as much. I don't consider that to be research. That's just homework. I'm just it's something I unassign and I assign it to myself. Some a-hole on Twitter decided to start attacking the movie and attacking me. So I immediately have people inside the FBI that follow me. Friendlies. They're part of our team. And they went out. And they dug up on this guy and said, hey, you know, we remember him from being an instructor at Quantico. 
He was a real a-hole then too. He was a progressive leftist. He was a lunatic. In fact, he was pretty unhinged. And he represents probably the worst of what we see in our intelligence agency. The ideological capture, which we've done a whole show on. The ideological capture of the analyst cadre. I will tell you this. You guys have seen George Hill on the show here. George Hill is unique in many ways because he's a straight shooter. He will cut against when it needs to be. He will cut for when it's appropriate. He's going to give you all the straight facts, whether they're comfortable or they are they are uh, familiar or whether they are aligned with what you preconceive the answer should be. And that's what we try to do here, too. I had a, a phone call with Jim Hoff from the Gateway Pundit. He asked me, you know, the so-called known to the FBI on the radar of the FBI of the Lewiston shooter. We're going to talk about that a little bit in a moment because gun control is obviously very much a part of the soft times agenda. And... Um, we we had this conversation. He said, well, the FBI said they didn't know him. And I said, you know, that's a really big misnomer. If you don't understand how it works, anybody could be reported. Like there could be reports on you out there, our listeners, in the FBI's e-guardian system. Somebody could know that you own a firearm or that you've talked about owning a firearm or that you've thought about buying a firearm or they saw you go into a gun store and they could put an e-guardian lead on you because they think you're a dangerous conservative. That is easy enough to get you on the radar of the FBI right now. We've proved that. We've shown that they're willing to go after parents at school board meetings. We brought the receipts on that. Garrett O'Boyle um, showed all the investigations, and I exposed the fact that there was a threat tag going on. This is stuff that these suspendables have exposed to Congress, and now you know as American people. That happened. That's not up for debate. They've gone after Catholics. They've said that Catholics might be white supremacists because they like traditional life, that they like traditional standings on abortion and on homosexual rights in this country and on border security. That's crazy. If you saw police state, you know that that was one of the points that I made to them. Jim Jordan echoed the same. So they don't go after the message. This lunatic who's captured decided to come after me personally, which is a mistake. And uh, anyway, we uh, had people reach out from the Bureau, multiple members who used to work with this guy. We exposed his, uh, his employer because they told me this was a big problem because the guy's still working in the threat analysis space. And that's not a good place for someone who is an ideologue. That is operating as an unhinged, I would say, um, Trump derangement syndrome sufferer, stage five, terminal, most likely. The guy's retweeting JoJo from Jersey and all this other kind of unhinged stuff and a bunch of memes. So what do we do? We have to bring facts. We have to bring evidence. So I just saved his Twitter timeline. And I encourage you guys, a lot of you will go and screenshot something when you see someone doing something evil. Do a screen record. And show the timeline, show the perspective. You want to give somebody a sense of what it is that time stamps it because there's going to be metadata from your phone on what time it was. You're going to be able to uh, you're going to be able to see not just one sort of thing, but the context in which it appears. And if it is a trend or a pattern, I got five minutes of scrolling through this guy's timeline. There's not a single thing on there that was that was bipartisan or or non-radical. So just do it. Just save them. You never know when you might need it. And particularly when somebody is working in a national security type job or claims that background, and that's how they make a living, we need to be able to fight fire with fire. That's Saul Alinsky's rule for radicals. We're just using their tools against them. That's what they were doing for a very long time. Some of you have probably been canceled because of things like this. So we're going to start doing the same thing, and I'm going to start pushing it back. So this guy, who knows? He deleted his Twitter account. And uh, more importantly, his his company has been notified with over 100,000 views on this, on this uh, series of tweets, including the videos. So... The, uh, the information is out there in the world. We're going to push back on people that are trying to capture our, our institutions that we used to be able to respect and know they were okay. Um, but unfortunately, he comes from a, a, a legacy FBI right now that we're going to go ahead and pull up. Let's go pull up topic. Uh, 
what is this here? Topic number two, like I said, corruption. It's rampant. It's dangerous and scary. This is a, a letter that uh, that Chuck Grassley wrote to the Attorney General Garland and uh, FBI Director Chris Ray, And he said basically since uh, last year in July, he's been receiving information from legally protected whistleblower disclosures. We all know that that's nonsense. There is no such thing as a protected disclosure anymore. Simply, it is a, a death sentence to your federal job. But um, so be it. Chuck Grassley has been getting these things, saying that uh, he's had years of investigations and that there are many provisions for records and allegations, multiple Justice Department officials coming forward to him. Certain members of Justice and FBI said that there was an improper delay, fully stopping and um, retarding the investigation into the Biden family with FD-302s, which means there were source allegations that there was a political uh, uh, infection that breaks the faith with the American people going on inside that constitution. Uh, inside that organization, rather. And he says that the FBI has maintained over 40 confidential human sources. We say CHS. That is a uh, a snitch. Providing criminal allegations and information against Joe Biden, James Biden, and Hunter Biden. So the essential question has to be asked. Did the FBI investigate the information or shut it down? Well, it's even more complicated than that, folks. This letter goes on. You can find this. Uh, it was dated October 24th. If you want to do a quick search, you'll find it. It's about seven pages long. It cites a number of things. He's saying that there's, you know, just basically on and on and on about these types of things. Um, the number of pieces. They they mentioned Timothy Tebow. Timothy Tebow, who was uh, this assistant special agent in charge at the Washington field office. He was the guy that uh, was in charge of the election fraud task force that was working out of there. He shut down any member that he believed was a filthy Trump supporter, and his allegations were based on the fact that they did not get the shot, and number two, that they had multiple children. If you were a pro-life Catholic and you had five or six kids, you were going to be on Tim Tebow's list. That's the way the modern FBI works. Tim Tebow, also a leftist, also a guy whose Twitter history was exposed, and he had to leave the business. So there is something to that. But the fact that uh, the upper echelons and the people that were making the decisions behind these cases are ideologically captured should scare the hell out of people. Specifically, it should scare us. Now, I'm going to tell you one thing. This is not this is not public knowledge yet. As far as I'm aware, you go ahead and leave that up on the screen, Ryan. Um, One of the allegations that came to me and we've taken to Congress, I have not seen any movement on it, but I'd be surprised if Chuck Grassley did not know about it. There was an allegation that Jim Biden, the president's brother, was involved in a an influence peddling scandal that was happening in South Florida. I don't want to say too much more about it because apparently this investigation could actually still go somewhere, but it was shut down. They had a confidential human source caught Jim Biden in the act on tape attempting to use government resources that he did not control because he's not a government official and sell them for a five-figure per per benefit um, amount of money in a hotel room with an FBI source that was wired up. And the assistant United States attorney was ready to move forward with prosecution for public corruption in Florida, in West Palm Beach, actually. So this is a subset of the Miami field office. And it went nowhere because the main Justice Department officials came down and quashed it. They said no go. Now, this is pretty common right now under the Biden administration. Main Justice is putting the squeeze on people that are attempting to prosecute good cases including Chinese counterintelligence cases. A friend of mine has reported to that uh, to Jim Jordan's committee out of El Paso, reporting that they had a prosecutable counterintelligence case involving the Chinese in Texas. These are not common, folks. You don't get to do a prosecution of this stuff every day. And still, and still, they shut it down. 
because there's an ideological bent and the Biden administration seems to be, I will say allegedly, is covering for the Chinese government in some ways. I don't know what the, what the purpose of that is, but it does create these hard times that are coming in. These are soft men that are doing it. Soft men, and some of them are actually women, like Lisa and Monaco, who are working in this administration. They don't seem to be worried about what the results are gonna be. And the results are gonna be ugly, and we're gonna show you a little video of what that looks like when ugliness takes over, all right? Um, pretty awful. So what, so what is this all about? Um, many of you guys may remember there was a movie, it was a political satire done in 1997, it was called Wag the Dog. This is an old expression, but the idea of wag the dog is sort of what we're experiencing right now. And, and we're seeing it in real time. Many of you are actually aware of it at, at the moment that it happens. And that's not common. That's when it fails. So I want to play a little clip from that movie. This is video clip number one. It's about 90 seconds long. This is a taste of what happens, what historically the political establishment would try to do to manipulate the media, and then the media would manipulate the mindset of the country, the, the concept of wag the dog, to create something to distract, okay? And we're going to play this little piece. This is a you know famous a actors. Amusingly, they're both political leftists. It's Dustin, Dustin Hoffman and Robert De Niro, fantastic actors, uh, also you know, wild leftists. I used to be able to enjoy movies like this without um, taking into account the political leanings of the actors. I actually just watched the... Um, it was the one of the Harry Potter flicks. So my wife and I were checking it out. It was the one that had Johnny Depp in it. And the, and like, I can't even look at Johnny Depp anymore, who I used to love watching. I didn't know what his politics are. You can assume, but I'd rather him not say it. But the guy who went out there and drunkenly mumbled about maybe assassinating a president, it's very hard to watch him and take him seriously in any other role other than crazy loony leftist. You guys probably have the same experience. Let's go ahead and play this video clip. I want you to get a taste of how old this stuff is. This, you know, they made a movie about this because it was an old concept when they made the movie in 97. It's 25 years past that. At this point, let's go ahead and see Wag the Dog uh, giving all credit to the movie where it comes from. We've got less than two weeks till the election. What in the world would do that? What in the world would do that? I'm working on it. Uh, I'm working on it. The Gulf War, smart bomb falling down the chimney, 2,500 missions a day, 100 days. One video of one bomb, Mr. Moss. The American people bought that war. Mm -hmm. War is show business. You want me to produce your war? Not a war, it's a pageant. We need a theme, a song, some visuals. We need, you know, it's a pageant. It's a, it's, it's a pageant. It's a pageant, that's what it is. Country's a war. It's Miss America in your bird parks. Why Albania? Because well, they have to have something we want. Well, I'm sure they do. What do we have that they want? A little freedom? Well, why would they want that? Oppression? No, 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 fuck freedom. They want to they wanna destroy the godless Satan of the United States. They want to destroy our way of life, all right? Albanian terrorists have placed a suitcase bomb in Canada in an attempt to infiltrate the bomb into the USA. Oh, that's good. The president's going to go to war with Albania in about 30 minutes. And we're in Albania? No, we're not declaring war. We're going to war. We haven't declared war since the Second World War. We're going to war. The president of the United States has said that he apologizes for the need for secrecy, and he assures that it is necessary for the safety of the men and women in combat. He says that the Republic of Albania, long a staging ground for terrorism around the world, he is mentioning that a state of war is or is about to happen between the United States and the Republic of Albania. There it is. Okay. This is 1997. This takes you back a long time. What do they want to do? They want to show a smart bomb. They want to show emotional footage. They want to show you that you need to go to war because the president said so. Are they going to declare war? No, we haven't declared war since World War II. We just have these limited engagements, right? It's ongoing. It's an ongoing attempt. 
It captures your imagination. It gets you emotionally charged. We're going to talk about the Gaza-Hamas piece of it. There is a uh, desire, a strong desire, and it happens on both sides of the aisles to keep you not focused on the things that are really the problem, which is that this country is falling apart in many ways, and that the solutions are domestic. They're you looking out for your neighbor. They're actually a lot easier than many of us think. So we're going to talk about what that looks like. Before we do that, let's say thanks to uh, Patriot Cooler, our uh, our OG sponsor here, that's been supporting the Kyle Serafin Show since we went live, uh, well, maybe just afterwards in February, a, a company that I've been using for multiple years now, coming up on six years. Great stuff, great products, good people working out of Houston, Texas in Texas, America. Go to PatriotCoolers.com. Use promo code Kyle for anything you buy. It'll get you 10% off. If you spend 50 bucks, you get free shipping. That's good stuff. They support disabled vets who have mobility issues. That's good stuff. It's tailgate season, so you guys can check out some of their, their softer coolers that are that are lightweight if you want to be able to sling that. They got a backpack cooler that's really useful. If you got kids, this is kind of like a, a must-have for me. They actually have like a really good cooler lunchbox. They all say Patriot on them, which is what they're trying to kind of keep you away from. They're, uh, the, the leftists are, are not interested in patriotism. They're interested in, in globalism. Right. So if you guys want to show some support for these folks, let them know we came there. If you buy some of their products, tag me on social media. They are at Patriot Coolers with an S on the end, Patriot Coolers. And you can tag me at Kyle Serafin and I'll share it because I like seeing it. Honestly, you do the same thing with our merch. You guys will see if you, you tag me on some of this stuff. I like seeing I like seeing the products. Every time I see one, too, I'm like, ooh, that's a good looking color. I should have that. Ooh, I didn't know they made it in blue. That's I like <laughs> I'm a gear guy. So you tag me on your gear photos, folks. Promo code Kyle, K-Y-L-E, 10% off. Check out PatriotCoolers.com. We're really appreciative of them. And like I said, they just went on a auto renewal with us. They're just going to keep supporting us and we're going to keep supporting them. So check them out. And, uh, and see if there's something on there. Don't buy something you don't need, but if there's something you need, Christmas is coming up, they make a good gift, especially for those people that are hard to buy for. They're like, hey, everybody has a cup of coffee in the morning. Not everybody wants to put this into their cup holder and spill it all over their truck or their minivan. So check out Patriot Coolers. That made me think I better take a little uh, little hydration break here. Let's do, uh, let's do some more. Where is this going? Where did this start? It obviously started a long time ago. We've been doing these endless wars for a long time. We saw that the uh, that the Patriot Act happened right after 9-11. In fact, the movie Police State really traces the evolution of the police state. But when did that high gear kick in? Most of us saw it during COVID. We saw a big, scary, high gear kick in. And they happened when George Floyd riots started happening all over the country. I watched, I watched defensive fighting positions set up in Washington, D.C. Did you guys know that the National Guard came in and set up sandbags on the corners of the streets in Washington, D.C., in our nation's capital? And they had armed federal agents. This is why you had the Neal Team 6, as I like to talk about. FBI agents dropping a knee while in body armor, wearing their placards, dropped a knee. Armed federal agents because a crowd was yelling, kneel with us. And they did. They submitted. Some of them believed in that ideology. Some of them felt like the agency wouldn't Support them if it got violent. And some of them just do whatever the current thing is. A lot of them do the current thing. They thought, I don't want to make any waves. And right now, it's pretty obvious that even under the Trump administration, the the federal agencies were not taking a hard line against Antifa or BLM. BLM being the, the free speech version of the activism, we actually are, we should be allowing that and, and knowing that, that their bad ideas should be exposed. Antifa being the criminal element that organizes and fights to, get, to make those things unlawful. It's worth it separating them out. But right now, there's no daylight between the BLM people, the Palestine people, the Antifa. They're all the same people. The same folks that are screaming about Stop Cop City in Atlanta 
where they were setting up a large police training facility. And one of these like foreign national activists that's in our country was shot after he took a pot shot at cops. Those are the same people that are promoting what we're talking about right now in New York City, in London, around the world, and, and apparently in Dagestan, in Russia. And it gets more and more violent depending on how much police presence you have. I'm going to show some pictures right up here. This is topic number four, if you would. Topic number four, Ryan, if you'll run the, the, the photos for folks, these are literally photographs that happened from Joe Biden's inauguration. Do you guys remember this? All that fencing up there is not normally there. It's thrown up. It's anti-scale fencing with razor or Constantina wire wrapped around it. There were, there were thousands and thousands of National Guardsmen, some of whom were armed. This is a police checkpoint that you're seeing right here. It's a National Guard checkpoint. Those, those people are augmenting local law enforcement. We had people sleeping in the garages of the U.S. Capitol building when Joe Biden was inaugurated. They quelled it. They said, we want you to enjoy the inauguration, but we don't want you to come to it. We want you to stay at home and watch it on your screens. And there they are, spaced out. I don't know what kind of BS formation that is with your hands inside your plate carrier. That's a, that is a, definitely not holding a military order, but so be it. There's a bunch of people milling about. And then there was this big scandal. Many of you guys may actually remember it, that Pelosi didn't actually have bunks for these people to sleep in. So they were sleeping on the ground in the parking garage, right? They were sleeping in the ground of the parking garage of the Capitol and the, and the surrounding buildings, the Capitol complex. They have tested the theory of what happens when they call Martial law in certain areas. That was that was a soft version. Just like they're not declaring war, right? We're not going to declare war in Albania in 1997, wag the dog. We're just going to go to war. And so everyone thinks there's going to be a declaration of martial law. That's what it's going to come down to. We pull up topic number, uh, what is it, topic number three? Topic number three comes from uh, this. This is an article that I saw the other day from Zero Hedge. A wider war will bring inevitable attempts at martial law in America. This uh, always attributed to Tyler Durden. If you're not following stuff at Zero Hedge, really good reporting over there. Really interesting, sort of off the wall. This one actually is authored by Brandon Smith uh, from alt-markets.us. And essentially, everybody had this fear. Oh, they're going to declare martial law because of COVID. Right? But they didn't declare martial law at all. They declared a state of emergency, which is not the same thing, and then took emergency powers and then just pushed them as far as they could. We're seeing a recent resurgence of that in New Mexico with the with the gun bill that the governor there was trying to push through and hope nobody would notice. Something that was so theoretically so radical that even a David Hogg couldn't support it. But but they already they test ran this thing. They test ran it in a place that should be the most concerning of all. It may be a leftist enclave. But Washington, D.C. is the capital of the United States of America. It's our, our capital. And in many ways, it is a symbolic place. And when you can have federal troops under the National Guard running around and securing the inauguration, they were doing DFPs, defensive fighting positions, in the streets because uh, they were so theoretically out of control. They set up what was essentially a green zone. Uh, like an acceptable zone. And there was a uh, like a, a wild protest zone outside of it. This is where St. John's Church was burned. And I had firsthand experience with this because I was working in D.C. at the time. My surveillance team was called in to stand in an overt capacity in front of the White House so they could set up anti-scale fencing because they had areas overrun by BLM Antifa types that were losing their minds in the late summer of 2020. And then by 2021, they normalized it, even though there was no threat that happened. Nobody saw anybody go after it. After January 6th, it was over. 
Nobody wanted to mess with it, right? So many people were getting prosecuted, but they let you know, not only are we going to come prosecute you in your homes in Ohio and in Texas and in Florida and in Alaska, we're going to kick in your door because you might have Nancy Pelosi's laptop because you own the same coat as the lady who might have been near it. I don't know if you guys recall that story, but that was pretty wild. FBI SWAT team kicked down the wrong door, went after a family in Alaska. But all of that was just to show that they're going to do whatever the hell they want. They don't need to declare martial law as it is uh, sort of indicated in this article. There's actually a really scary photograph in this article that reminded me of just how nutty it was. It shows maybe 200, probably a couple hundred um, federal troops standing up there, plate carriers. They got the crotch guards on even. They're all wearing helmets. They're wearing sunglasses and face masks. And... Uh, the sort of statement that it says, this is the bold-faced version of this of this article, it says, our constitutional rights were no longer set in stone, but they were mere guidelines that government officials could bend or break in the name of public health safety. The laws no longer had to be passed through a series of checks and balances. The mandates could be implemented as if they were laws without public oversight and enforced unilaterally. Everybody wanted severe punishments, everybody in power. They wanted vaccine mandates. They wanted prison time for people who spoke out against the vaccines. They wanted people's jobs taken away. All this is familiar to you all. I've lived it. Many of you have lived it. They wanted to take away your children because you can't be trusted with children if you can't be trusted to give them an experimental medical procedure that is more accurately known as gene therapy. And they wanted to segregate and lock up the vax deniers. This stuff, this is what the police state is moving towards. There is no good police state without an ability to quash autonomous dissent. They have to. They have to shut it down. And they're trying to, right? Trying to shut it down. They're tr you have to remember exactly where we were not too long ago. There was so much. I remember driving into D.C. and seeing signs that said, you know, stop the spread, stay home, survive. Like we were in the middle of the, the first scenes of a zombie movie. There was trash and stuff blowing across the street. And there were those, those highway signs out there throwing messages. And I was the only one driving into Washington, D.C. That was the, the fear that it takes. And that's what the police state thrives on. That's when it games it. The only upside is all of you are now in the chat right now. There's over 1,000 of you, like 1,100 looks like, or more. Um, you're, you're out there and you're aware. You're looking for independent sources of media. You're looking for people like Dan Bongino. You're going to movies that Dinesh D'Souza is making. You're listening to this podcast. And you're going, holy sh Ho, oh, it's getting real bad. How bad is it getting? We're arresting journalists in this country. We're arresting journalists who are making comments, whether they want to make an advocacy position or not. I would say that advocacy-based journalism is the standard at this point. Go turn on any of them, CNN, uh, NBC, turn on Fox. They are advocating for a position, whether it be give more money to Ukraine, whether it be give more money to Israel, uh, whether it be, you know, go out and get a vaccine because you're you're the dirty unvaccinated. They are arguing a position. So the idea that someone like Owen Schroyer would be in jail because he said USA, USA. Outside the steps of the Capitol on January 6th is disgusting and absurd to me. Let's start throwing some of this stuff up on the screen here. Do topic number five, if you would, coming from the post millennial. Uh, this is Andy Noe's outfit. It says here, American journalist and InfoWars host. Owen Schroyer, you know I've been on his show. I like Owen a lot. He's a good guy. Um, he's young. He's motivated. He's fit. He gets it. He's fearless. He was sentenced earlier to 60 days in federal prison. That doesn't sound like a lot of time. How many of you want to leave your life for 60 days and go get locked up with whoever's in the federal penitentiary in Louisiana? 
I know I don't want to do it. I know it's a real possibility for the suspendables. We all kind of know that there's a small possibility that our weaponized government could come after us. That's pretty pretty horrifying. But when it's when it's going to be uh, manned by people like Nate Huber, who's the guy that was uh, stalking me on Twitter, who picked up 6,000 followers in six months and was nothing but a spam account showing TDS type uh, ideas. And that guy is a, a former analyst and a supervisory analyst at that. He held the same position that George... Hill did. He briefed the executives at the FBI. When those guys are the ones that are running the show and are telling people what's what, it's got to be on the menu. The alleged crimes that transpired, uh, I like the way that uh, Post Millennial covers this, the alleged crimes that transpired at the U.S. Capitol. They're not even going to give him the, the benefit of the fact that uh, he, he had to plead to this. They ordered that he had come in. He's being held in solitary confinement, at least initially. We're going to give you guys his address. If you want to write, this is what I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask for some actions today. So this is uh, coming in from Owen Schroyer's account. This is He's got a, a media team that is handling a Twitter account for him. It's Owen Schroyer 1776. It says, we've confirmed through the FCI, Oakdale, that's the Federal Correctional Institute, Oakdale Prison that Owen's doing well. He remains in good spirits that he's in um, uh, solitary confinement uh, until today, which is their COVID intake protocol. Go ahead and throw that up. Yeah, there it is. So now we've got it. Can you, can you throw the... Uh, the, the the address on there like you had. I appreciate that. Okay, so Ryan's showing you right now. Uh, Owen Schroyer, you're going to write to him as Jonathan Owen Schroyer. You need to give his register number, which is 05937-107. 05937-107. And it, then you're going to put the address, which is FCI Oakdale, Federal Correctional Institute, PO Box 5000. That's in Oakdale, Louisiana, 711. Four six three. Go to about thirty five minutes into the podcast on the video if you are looking for that address, or you can find it. Um, it's on his Twitter account, Owen Schroyer, S H R O Y E R seventeen seventy six at Owen Schroyer seventeen seventy six on Twitter. Putting that stuff out there so you guys have access to it. I would like people to write him letters. I would like him to get absolutely just deluged with written mail. My kids are making him a card. Um, each of my kids are going to make him a card and send it off. And they asked me why he's in jail. Why is he in prison? It's, it's not jail, it's prison. Why is he in prison? And I said, because our federal government is targeting people that are speaking out. And even my four-year-old thought that was wrong. She was like, people shouldn't be in prison for speaking. Weird. She doesn't understand what the Bill of Rights is. She doesn't know that. She just knows what's, what's fair. It's not fair to go to prison for speaking against your government. But that's what's happening right now. So we have that happening. So I'd like you guys to send him a letter a handwritten letter. I know it's old fashioned, but let's do this thing. Let's flood his mailbox with handwritten letters. It's going to cost you the, you know, whatever a postage stamp is. I have no idea what a postage stamp is. That's my wife's department. I actually, she always jokes. I say they're, they're probably like 33 cents. It, that means they're probably like $1.50 now for a freaking postage stamp. I have no idea. But send a single letter, handwritten, with your support. Keep his spirits up. Um, is he the only guy that's in prison right now that's doing something bad? No. But he's the, he's the, the loudest face for me. He's the loudest and most ridiculous thing. He didn't go in. Someone said it's 65 cents. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Lemon. Uh, it's, he's the loudest face. He's a, he's a guy that is uh, working with Alex Jones, who they've already gone after, and he's just a journalist. He's, 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 got just his, uh, he's got his media program. His media persona was enough for them to attack. They're going to go after loud voices. They're going to go after voices like mine, and they're going to eventually go after voices like yours. There you go. Someone just said it's $12.50, $12.50 for a Bidenomics stamp. That sounds right. Let's let's play the video of what he said because um, I'm kind of jumping around here a little bit. Owen Schroyer in jail. Let's do video number three. Let's take a let, let's listen to his own words, what he's gonna do. 
Owen Schroyer here, and I am about to turn myself in to be a speech prisoner in Biden's America. Unfortunately, we knew that things would get this bad. Unfortunately, we knew the Democrats were this corrupt. And now I have to hit the front lines and be a speech prisoner in Biden's America. And as I go, I am currently involved in litigation to try to get my original Twitter account back at All I Do Is Owen, where I had over 300,000 followers, but I've been censored there for years. So in the meantime, while I'm away, I've launched this Twitter account at Owen Schroyer 1776. It's actually run by a media team. It's not run by me, but my media team who will be giving you updates while I'm incarcerated, daily updates while I'm incarcerated, sharing old video clips, new video clips, and as well as phone audio recordings and maybe even live recordings while I'm away. So please follow this account at Owen Schroyer 1776 for updates while I'm away and spread this video far and wide to let others know, hey, Owen Schroyer is back on Twitter right here at Owen Schroyer 1776. That's and good that right there. Right? Year, 17. Yeah. So so there and you'll notice that he's wearing an American flag pin, just like the suspendables have our badge upside down, showing that we're under duress. It's the same idea. He's got the American flag upside down. This country is distressed right now. It's it's struggling. And that means that you are more likely to deal with the problems that soft men have created. Um, I'm going to do a, a quick thanks or a quick suggestion that you guys check out our friend Garrett O'Boyle show. You want to talk about hard men. Men who are willing to take a line. Let's do. Uh, let's talk about the merch store real quick, and then we're going to get in. I've got a bunch of videos here. All these things are very disconcerting. So let's do this first. Uh, go to the-suspendables.com. The don't forget the dash suspendables.com. Use my promo code Kyle. We'll get you ten percent off from the store. That just lets them know that it's coming from the uh, podcast, and that's the source of it. Today we're talking about uh, the the shirt that I'm wearing. Let's do this real quick. Where am I at? Here I am. Boom. Okay. This is the Night Ops version of the last line. I love this shirt. This shirt looks so good. You can't even tell on, on camera, but it even looks better. It pops like you're looking at a rifle under night vision. Look, the pen is mightier than the sword, except when the sword is mightier than the pen. Okay? That's the point of Garrett O'Boyle's substack. That's the point, and that's what this logo means. You want to get some looks. Go walk this thing around, because people go like, wait a minute, is that a quill coming out of the end of the rifle? It is. Because we need to speak, and we need to write, and we need to be doing the First Amendment so that we don't end up picking up rifles and doing the Second Amendment, which is on the table. All those are on the table. So we do both. We prepare for both. And you have a shirt that shows both. It's it's a really good looking shirt. Um, Rob in the chat sh sent me a picture on True Social today. I retweeted it. They make this thing in OD green as well with the black. That looks awesome. This thing looks even cooler. Um, I've got a picture with uh, my night vision goggles sitting on top of this thing. And I'll send that out on, on social later on. Check out that, the-suspendables.com. Uh, use promo code Kyle. You get 10% off the shirts. I think there's free shipping if you do a couple. And then I'll show you quickly. There's a little merch bundle too. If you want to do the, the bundle and you want to have, there's Owen right there wearing our pin. Get three of those for 30 bucks. The shipping is free. Three for 30 on the uh, Suspendables pin. I, I wore them on the police state premiere stage. I will be wearing them when I go to Miralago later this week. Uh, the Suspendables are going to be repping the pin front and center, and we've got a handful of them to hand out to those who are suspendable. We gave it to Nick Searcy, who was the lead actor. Um, I gave him to Dinesh and his uh, crew. I gave him to the producers of Police State. We're going to be showing that. So anyway, check out the-suspendables.com. We're getting the merch out there. Mostly, we're letting people know that we're not going away. We're not hiding. Okay, let's get weird. Let's talk about something weird. You want to show something? You guys got to have a plan. The world is weird. The world is full of soft men that are creating very hard times. And when that happens, you need to have a plan. You need to be prepared. What does that plan look like? You probably need to be carrying a firearm. 
If you're in a place where you can't f carry a firearm, give yourself something that has proximity and give yourself something that is close up. I carry a sock P dagger. If you can carry a knife, carry a knife. If you can't, carry the sock P rescue tool. It's equally effective at causing damage to a person up close. These are made by Benchmade. There's knockoffs on Amazon if you need to buy the cheapie. The real one is designed by SF guys for being able to shoot and carry a small edge weapon. S-O-C-P, sock P. Sock P daggers. I recommend those. Carry yourself a chemical deterrent, OC spray, something like that, a fogger, bear spray, whatever it is that you're legally allowed to carry in your area. Some of you guys live behind enemy lines. I know that. Do that. If you can carry a firearm, carry a firearm with real capacity. 10 rounds is if you're just going to be by yourself. 15 rounds or more if you're going to be with your family and you care about defending them. Extra magazines are probably not necessary unless you're going somewhere that you absolutely have to go and you think that the threat is heightened. Or if there's a higher threat alert. I don't carry extra magazines. If I have to carry an extra magazine, I'm not going. Right? If you have to go, then you got to figure it out on your own. It's like if some, there are some of you that are out there that have to go places that are going to be uglier. Maybe you drive a truck. Maybe you are... Um, you know, do deliveries or you you do uh, work calls in certain areas that are rougher. Okay, fine. Act accordingly. Address to your threat level. But generally speaking, you should be addressing where you go based on your threat level because you don't want to get stuck in a situation like this. Video number two, I just saw this on Twitter. This may be an old video, but it's a, it's a current reminder that there is lawlessness in the hearts of some of these loonies. When you have soft men making these hard times come about, then this can happen to you. You have to have a plan. Don't drive into a crowd. If you drive into a crowd, remember, your car can be fixed. Your body may not be able to. Video number two. Let's roll that real quick. This is a police car. Yeah, if you're not watching on our channel, what you just missed is people getting run over. They got run the F over by a police car because the police decided, I've got my emergency lights on. You know exactly who I am. I'm going somewhere. If you're going to stand in the way, then you're going to go with me or you're going to go under it. And they got rolled over. That's the move. The move is you do not leave yourself surrounded for more than a few seconds. It doesn't take much time for someone to come in. You saw what happened in the, uh, the Israeli videos. When Hamas terrorists came up, blocked a road, they only needed a few seconds for a guy to come in from the sides. That's where they get you. Just like the raptors in Jurassic Park. They come rolling in from the sides, and they AK, and they shoot right through the window, and it's game over. You know what windows are easy to shoot through? Side windows. And it's easy to shoot through the front. We might as well talk about this right now. Listen, if you've never done training shooting in or out of a vehicle, I told this to, uh, I think I told this to Ryan the other day, but I told this to a couple people, and they were shocked to learn it. But once you hear it, you'll never un under... Uh, misunderstand how it works. If you're inside of your vehicle shooting out of a vehicle, you're in the worst situation possible. You've got to go one, you've got a pressurization problem because there's going to be a loud noise. It's going to happen in a small space and it's going to knock you out. It's going to dis it's going to disrupt your ability to do things well. So if you can crack a window a little bit, get yourself an inch, not where fingers can get in, but enough that there's a vent, you want that. More importantly, if somebody's in front of you and you try to shoot out of it, the first thing that happens is your bullet is going to hit the tip of the windshield on the top part of the bullet right here. I'm going to show you on the side. Here's the bullet coming in. It's going to top. This is the windshield. It's called the rake. The angle is like this. It's going to hit the top of the bullet. It's going to tilt the bullet upward and it's going to go out. Your first several shots are going to go over the head of whoever you're shooting at. The problem happens is because somebody who's shooting into your windshield is going to do the opposite. They are going to have a bullet that's going to be coming in like this. It's going to hit and the front nose of the bullet on the bottom is going to touch. And it's going to tilt the bullet downward. And that's where you are. You're downward. You're going to have bullets that are aimed at your face that hit you in the chest. Bullets that are aimed at your chest hit you in the crotch. It's bad. It's all bad to be stuck in a car. You don't want to be surrounded while someone's shooting at you inside of a car. 
They've actually done plenty of analyses. People who sit in car die in cars. People who get out of cars are able to have at least a fighting chance. So you need to be out of the car. But you can't get out of the car if you're surrounded by a bunch of these loonies. Okay? You've got to get out of there. You have to make a plan. The first plan is don't get surrounded. The second plan is if you get surrounded because you failed part one, you're going to get out of there, whatever that takes. Just like the guy we saw last week. You get out. You can check out Will Petty. He does a vehicle dynamics course. If you want to spend time, you need to be a professional at that point. You need to be a shooter. So if you've never shot, your plan needs to be not getting caught in that. It should be a last-ditch effort shooting out of your vehicle. I can pretty much assure you that shooting out of your vehicle, shooting out of my vehicle is the last thing I want to do. Have I prepared for it? Yes. Have I drawn down on people from my driver's seat? I absolutely have. I've drawn down in the last 12 months because someone came reversing back at me and scared the crap out of me because my life is constantly uh, on a threat analysis. And I was down in Phoenix and somebody hit the reverse. They were just, they just missed their turn. I mean, it's just, it was innocuous, but literally hit their reverse. And I didn't even realize what was happening. By the time that guy's taillights got even with my headlights, I was already up on gun. Why? Because that's the kind of awareness that I have to have. You have to know what's happening around you and your vehicle, folks. We are dealing with soft men making very hard times and they're only going to get harder for now. That means that you need to be hard. You need to be a hard target around your family. All right, I don't mean to preach to you, but this stuff needs to happen. Check out this video number five. Look at this, this stuff, other than we'll, we'll critique the uh, the safety aspect of it. This is the thing that I love seeing. Um, this was a, a tweet from, from Don Lucre who says like, hey, uh, you know, does this offend you conservatives? Are you offended by seeing black little girls uh, manipulating handguns? Go ahead and play that video five. I'm a bad little bitch. I'm sleeping with my kids. Look at that. Play it one more time with no audio. Look at these little girls. They're drawing uh, They're drawing weapons. They're using handguns. Oldest is probably like 13 years old, maybe. The other one looks younger, probably like seven, eight, maybe nine years old. And what are they doing? They're practicing mag drops and reloads. Mag drops and reloads. She's drawing. She's getting to a magazine. She's getting in her workspace. This is good stuff for kids, man. This is fantastic. The only thing I don't like, always set up your training so that you're doing things in a safe way. You need a common firing line. That means that whoever is shooting is going to be having their muzzle even with what you're shooting. You need to have them on your left and your right, but not behind you. Anybody who's behind you doesn't have a shot because all it takes is a little girl moving one step over because she's trying to avoid danger or she fell and she gets shot in the head by her partner. You don't want to be in the, the scenario where you got friendly fire. So you establish a common firing line. Two guns are going to be up on the front unless there's a significant amount of distance. Only professionals uh, and people who are like high level SF operators will do things that, where they're actually shooting and they do like a cone of, of safety. Basically, if it, like there's a certain amount of offset between where the muzzle's pointed, but for most people, you better have a reason. Shoulder to shoulder is where you're doing your shooting. That's where your fighting line happens. So make sure you're training your kids to do this kind of stuff. But man, look at those girls. They're silky smooth. They're dropping the mags to the floor. Who cares? Some of you guys are training to like pull your magazines out or hold them when they fall because you don't want to see your 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 uh, twenty six dollar magazine hit the ground. $26 magazines can be replaced. Training reps cannot. Do it on carpet if you're worried about it. Do it in your house. Leave your gun unloaded and do this stuff. Tra train to handle your weapon system so you know what happens if it goes dry. Your automatic reflex should always be putting another one in. What do you got, Ryan? And didn't you say that the, you could get uh, your weapon turned into an airsoft gun so you could simulate uh, training at your home? No, I buy airsoft guns that are replicas of it. You can't really do that. There is a, a little tool that I have. I may have it on my desk here. What do you recommend for people that want to there's, train their kids like that? Oh, there's there's a a, web, a little uh, magazine for a lot of different stuff, especially if you carry like a Glock or a Sig. You can buy it's called uh, Dry Fire Mag. Uh, they don't you know they don't pay us anything for it, but it's a good product. I bought it with my own money. Dry Fire Mag allows you to pull the trigger and cycle it, so you can practice 
um, you won't be able to drop mags. But just empty mags. You don't need anything else. Folks, practice in your house. It doesn't cost you anything. Ammo is expensive. You should be keeping ammo in your house. You should be buying ammo. Somebody told me the other day, I was sitting in a line. We were picking up some groceries, and uh, we, we noticed that Costco is now selling bars of gold, which is cool. I know a lot of people invest in gold. Gold is an Optimus investment. Optimus buy gold. Pessimist buy ammo. You might want to be a pessimist right now because it's going to get uglier first. I'd much rather have that plus you can trade ammo in a much easier way than you can trade gold. Worth knowing. Let's show how bad it's gotten around the world. We're going to be doing a series of videos right here. Uh, prepare yourself because here we go. This is New York City, number six, letting you know that the police are terrorists. You didn't know this? The police are terrorists. The, pe the people that are keeping the terrorists at bay are actually the terrorists according to whoever the hell these people are. Video six. There it is. Okay, so that's what it looks like in New York. Does it get any better? No, the video number seven. Here's another version of it. Let's check them out. It, 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 I mean, this mostly I'm showing you this because it's endless people stretched as far back as you can see. There are unlimited numbers of useful, dangerous idiots. And all those people can be incensed because they have mob mentality. They're surrounded by a bunch of other fools that could do really dumb, dangerous stuff, right? They can all do dumb and dangerous things because they are surrounded. They're chanting things that uh, if any of you remember, there was a movie that was called PCU. Politically Correct University was in the 90s with David Spade. They used that exact same hey, hey, ho, ho, except it was women marching around a frat house. And they said, hey, hey, ho, ho, this penis party has got to go. They were they were man-hating. This penis party has got to go. It's the same stupid thing that these idiots are chanting today. Why do they always have the same chance? Because they're probably the same people. Because that's the easiest and stupidest way for someone to come out there and put this thing out in the world. All right? It's the same groups of people. They're dangerous. They're weird. They're making bad decisions and they cannot be trusted with your safety as they march around. And we're going to prove that even further. Let's do uh, uh, video number eight. Video number eight is in Los Angeles. We've seen New York. Let's see LA. These are big American cities. Look how many people are involved in these protest marches that they can get to turn out. Like where are their jobs? Throw this thing up real quick if you would, Ryan. Endless. Endless amounts of people, drone footage. This is going back miles, packed wall-to-wall -wall human beings. Looks like a Donald Trump rally, except it's idiots doing idiot things in the street. And they've got queer flags up, and they're pro-Palestine, and they don't make any bit of damn sense. That doesn't matter. None of that stuff is relevant to them. And that's how you end up with video number nine. Same story. London. This is going international. This is happening in Europe. They don't have a Second Amendment. Uh, you can imagine it's going to get worse there first. Let's look at uh, video number nine. Let's throw that up on the screen.
It's always with the trums and always with the chanting. It's the same useless. Like there's people there, moms with strollers. Like what does she have to do with any of this? Nothing. Should she be taking her kid to a crowd like that? No, but she's a fool. She's an absolute moron. The only crowd that I took my kids to that I, I can ever remember, I hate protests. I don't want to go to them. If you want to go to a protest, knock yourself out. But I have no interest in doing it. The only one I've ever been to was the March for Life in Washington, D.C. President Trump spoke at it. It was an absolutely moving experience. It was the only time that I've had my kids surrounded by 500,000 strangers. And I felt like if one of my kids ran off, somebody would have brought them back to me. There was about a dozen like pro-abortion protesters there. Everybody else there cared about babies. If you can get that protest, I'm okay with it. Pretty much the rest of it, you should do it. Knock yourselves out. We should uh, embrace the freedom of speech. But you better have a plan because these people can do dumb things. And they do dumb things. Like what happened very recently in... Dagestan. So some of you may not be tracking this. You may be seeing like some inklings on social media. They're talking about an airport being overrun. Dagestan is a uh, part of uh, the sort of Russian Federation that has an 83% Muslim majority from what I can tell here. We actually have an article on it. Let's pull up the CNN article. That's going to be topic seven. Um, 83% Muslim majority from what I read in a different source, essentially an angry mob, an angry crowd went out there and overran airport security, storming a, a flight on the tarmac that was coming in from Israel. Supposedly it was like sick kids. And I don't know if that ended up being what it was, but they basically lost their mind. A bunch of unhinged loonies ran through the security gate and we've got some videos of it. We'll show you. They, uh, they tried to start questioning people that were coming off the flight and they, uh, they were looking for blood. They said that they were looking for blood. So we should take them at their word. The first video on that one is going to be, uh, there's two videos on video 11, Ryan, if you want to play either one of those and back to back, I just want you guys to get a sense of what this is in a building in theoretically a civilized area. Pretty intense. You guys can do. We can do it without the volume on this one for for um, the second video. I think shows them on the tarmac. Is that right, Ryan? Let's go ahead and throw. Oh, that I didn't one up. have the second video, Kyle. Sorry. Okay. No worries. One. Well, let's show them flipping the cars because it doesn't really matter. This happened all over the place. Oh, there is a tarmac video number thirteen. Let's do video number twelve. This stuff got really ugly, folks. They're out there screaming. You know, Aloha snack bar like they do. Um, apparently, God is good means rip open doors and go look for people. Uh, this is not. This is not a safe environment. And they went after, this is them flipping some cars or attempting to, video number 12, if you want to throw that up. guys like 
jumping on the hood. You got guys reaching back and punching the headlights because, like, why not? Like, when people get into crowds, they get stupider, they get dumber and more dangerous. And it's worth knowing that when dumb, dangerous people do dumb, dangerous things, then you can potentially become a victim of that. You need to have a plan. Just like the, the cop who decided to drive over some people, you may be in a world where you have to get past all of that. And if you need to, you got to do what you got to do. Have your priorities of work set out. What is the gear that's coming with you? Which family members are you going to be accountable for? My kids have like a like an accountability roster. Like my, my oldest is going to be looking for the youngest, right? Is it my job to grab all of them? Yeah, but I can use some help. Get some help. Get your kids like prepped. Mentally go through the exercise of what it takes. Get your spouse ready to go. If you say a certain set of words or if you say something in a certain tone, they need to know it's time to roll, right? This is not, this is not the easy times that we've had. Much of our lives... 70s, 80s, 90s. Yeah, some some people will remember that there were, you know, Cold War era drills and going underneath the desk when they were in school because of the possible nuclear strike. This is much more this is much more um asymmetric. It's much more unpredictable. It's in our backyard and it's a human threat and a bunch of people getting together doing dumb things. That's the stuff we need to be worrying about. So let's be paying attention to this kind of stuff. Um let's show the tarmac. This is them actually breaching the the gates and running out. This is the the like I said, Muslim majority country Dagestan having people run out on the tarmac looking for blood because a plane lands supposedly from Israel. They actually grabbed a guy and there's some other footage of him being accosted. He has to show he's a newsback and he's just like, "Look, I'm from I'm a newsback, but I don't speak Uzbek uh, or whatever and I'm 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 from here. Like, this is where I grew up. But, like, this is my passport. He's, he's demonstrating who he is. He has this huge Russian guy come in and throw an arm around him. And be like, hey, like, leave him alone. He's fine. This is scary because people get stupider. You know, what do they always say? That the uh, the average IQ goes down when you get the bigger the, bigger the group. That's obviously the case here. Uh, show me uh, video number 13, if you would. There it is. It's always that. Okay. So the answer to that is strong men. The answer to it is hard men that are capable of dealing with difficult things, but our politicians are pushing the opposite of it. All right. I'm going to give you one last little taste here. This is the woman that's going after Donald Trump in civil court. Letitia James, old Tish, Tish the dish. She is, uh, she's got a perspective for you that might be kind of fresh. You guys want to live in a world where there are less men or more men. She wants less men because the future is too male right now. Our regime is too male. Play me video 14. If you would, this stuff makes me want to puke, but, uh, this is, this is the kind of people that are trying to lead the Democrat party. Stand up to an, an administration, which is too male, too pale and too stale. Too male, too pale, and too stale. Too male, too pale, and too stale. Too male, too pale, too stale. And we will not go away silently. We will not be silent. There she is. She's preaching to you. And she got that crowd to start saying something that stupid that quickly. It only took a couple of seconds. She said it twice, and they started repeating it with her. That's the problem when you start getting mob mentality and stupidity around. It creates hard times they're coming down the line because this is also the way that gets into their brain video 15 is our last thing for the for the uh, for the day it's the last thought i want you guys to have there are women out there the young women who are going to end up very unhappy that have this attitude about men you got video 15 let's see what that's about do we need men no do we need men honestly no do we need men not always do we need men no do we need men 
No. Why? They suck. You sure? If you didn't see it on the uh, Rumble channel, what you missed was a, a group of statistics and a couple of little montages of the fighters, the farmers, and the fixers in this society, whether they be plumbers or landscapers or whatever else, military, law enforcement, and uh, farmers and fishermen, all like 88 plus percent male professions. The food in this country, the structures in this country, the, uh, the major survival priorities, they come because that's what men do. And that's not to diminish females, women. There are no men without women, period the end. So I'm not making that advocation. I'm just saying we should be respecting ourselves. And the, the, there's no such thing as the, there's two uh, administration that's too male and too pale. That's that's called racism. It's pretty ugly. It's pretty gross. And they're openly saying it right now because they want it to get ugly. They really do. So have a plan. That's my that's my advocacy to you. That's really what I'm preaching to you. Have a plan. Figure it out. We're going to do our best. I just found out that we're able to actually put some things on the table uh, with Rumble. We may be able to actually do a little bit of a, a video that is behind a paywall, and we're not going to charge a lot for it. It'll be really inexpensive. But I want to do a video series of zero to hero, taking people from non-firearm owner to knowing what the safety rules look like, to knowing what calibers are, all the questions that you would have before you walked into a gun store that you don't want to sound like a fool, and being able to walk in and evaluate what's what's the right firearm for me when you when you put your hands on them and what's what's accurate. We'll bring in a bunch of people to do it. Um, we're, we're slowly working on this. The question is, I need a venue and uh, we need some time, which has been kind of hard to come by. But we're going to get it out there because I think it's so important. There's a lot of places that do it. If you're listening to us and you're looking for that sort of thing, um, I want to I want to make sure it's available out there, that, that training set, because you need to get training from people you trust. There's a lot of bad information, too. There's a lot of bad training, folks. You, you'll be shocked to learn. But if you go out to like YouTube or GunTube or whatever else, there's a lot of bad idea theater. People who have untested ideas that have never had to like carry a weapon for a living. And there's a lot of people who carried a weapon for a living, and they never cared about their craft. So the fact that somebody was a professional... Uh, gun carrier, you know, you'll have people that'll stand up next to David Hogg, which is sort of the reason why I put him on the thing there. They're asking for gun control because they carried a gun and that gives them authority to weak minded, but they don't know anything about the firearm systems. They don't know anything about the weapon system they're talking about. Just like we saw a guy who claimed that he was in the military and that, uh, you know, the, the rounds that were being fired were bigger than uh, the guns that he was issued. He carried a 40 caliber gun in combat, apparently. I don't know any part of the United States military that's carrying a 40 caliber weapon system. But whatever. Uh, it gets dumb. Don't take bad advice from bad people. Go out there and make a plan from people you trust. And if we can get it out there sooner than later, we'll try. Oh, folks, that is our show today. We're going to have a pretty interesting week. So uh, like I said, uh, stay tuned. You're going to have some really good interviews. They're going to be a little bit off the topic. It's not going to be on politics per se. It's just going to be on things that I think are worth knowing and uh, interesting conversations kind of maybe take the, the tone down a little bit as I am on the road. So stick around for that. Make sure if you're not subscribed to the channel, please do. We really do appreciate you doing it. You can go to rumble.com slash Kyle Serafin. That's the home of our video podcast. If you're watching it on YouTube, this is probably the one or the two week warning before we shut that down over there. Every single time I show a clip, they give us a, a copyright infringement. It's completely ridiculous. Um, so we're, we're about done with them. We're about down over there, and there's almost no reason to be streaming on Facebook either. Uh, I don't know if anybody's even watching it other than I've been putting it out there. We may be going to Rumble and X only. They're the only places that are doing free speech and uh, free expression. So 
If you're watching on any of the other platforms and you're not watching on Rumble, uh, start migrating over there. Rumble's a good app, and they are supporting it. They are also the place that is supporting uh, sort of a decentralization of the box office with Police State. They're shutting down some of the options that are out there in the world to allow the uh, the, the, the direct marketing of movies to you. We don't have to go through, um, you know, Dinesh didn't have to go through like a distribution channel. Rumble was already ready for it and they have a monetization process where you can actually buy it on there. So um, rumble.com slash police state to watch the movie. Um, rumble.com slash Kyle Serafin if you want to come to our live chat every morning at 0930. We'll rock and roll it there. For all of you that have been in the live chat, really appreciate it. I see you saying get on Getter. I have a Getter account. I got to figure out how to use it. So uh, bear with me. My interest and my bandwidth for social media is about this big. So maybe I'd get somebody to help me with it in the future. We'll work on it. Folks, that's it. That's our show for today. Please leave us a five-star review on Apple. If you like what you're hearing, you can share it to all of your friends. You can leave one like this one from Stratacat72, Beyond the Headlines, five stars. I've been following Kyle Serafin since his appearance on Bongino, back before his podcast. I look forward to listening to his interviews and Friendly Friday. So glad he went to five days a week. Keep up the good work. Uh, we're glad to be here five days a week. We're glad to talk to you. I really am. It's a, sort of like therapy for me in many ways. But also... It gives us a place to unite around and to uh, to keep this to keep this information flowing. They can't shut down the suspendables and they can't come knock down our doors if they know that we have this microphone. In many ways, this is like self-protection and, and uh, this is continuing our ability to resist sort of the tyranny that exists inside our weaponized government. Uh, like I said, share us on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, anywhere like that. Follow Ryan, Ryan Matta Media, Ryan M-A-T-T-A Media on Twitter. You can follow him at Ryan Matta on, on um, Rumble and on True Social. And folks, we will see you again tomorrow. God bless you. Thanks for joining us. Make a plan. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to The Kyle Serafin Show, streamed live weekdays on rumble.com slash Kyle Serafin. Follow Kyle on Twitter, Truth Social, and Instagram at Kyle Serafin.